This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, I'm Philip C with Wong Shaoning and this is the Morning Ram Time Check. It's 7.06 in a pretty dark uh, hump day Wednesday morning. In a half an hour, we'll discuss efforts to promote sustainable aviation fuel in the region. But first, let's recap how global markets closed yesterday. Ooh, it wasn't a very good day in the United States. The Dow was down 0.2%, S&P 500 down 0.6% and the Nasdaq down a whopping 0.9%. I think everybody's waiting for NVIDIA results, which will come mm. out tonight, US time. Meanwhile, in Asia, Nikkei is down 0.3%. Hang Seng up 0.6%. Shanghai Composite up 0.4%. Singapore Straits Time is up by 0.6%. While our very own FBMKLCI was up by... Drum roll, 1.1%. Incredible. Is there an inverse correlation between our markets and currencies? I certainly hope so. Then we might be Japan, (laughs) which, by the way, is up 14% on the year-to-date basis and has a currency that's weaker than ours. So maybe. Maybe there is some correlation. And maybe for discussion on what's moving markets, we speak to Lauren LeCue, independent market analyst. He also writes for the Macro Butler newsletter. Good morning, Lauren. The S&P 500 financial sector index has returned 5% year-to-date. Steady, but not yet spectacular. How would Fed rate cuts impact the earnings of large banks like Citibank as opposed to smaller regional ones? Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me and happy Lunar New Year to your listener. Well, if we take a step back and uh, look at uh, the impact of interest rate on the banking sector in the U.S., You may remember that uh, U.S. uh, regional banks have a heightened exposure to the distressed uh, commercial uh, real estate sector. They have also uh, grappled with rising funding costs and squeezed net interest margin over the past one year. So uh, since their customers are mostly uh, smaller companies and uh, these smaller companies borrow at the shorter term, uh, clearly if... Uh, the Fed is able to cut rates uh, later this year. Uh, small banks uh, should benefit more than uh, larger banks. But I would say that after the CPI data that we have seen uh, last week and the return of the inflation uh, boomerang, this uh, interest rate cut is uh, getting unlikely. Okay, in the meantime, like we said, uh, NVIDIA results are coming out later tonight. And of course, just in general, US tech names have been really responsible for propelling the stock market bull run that we've seen in the NASDAQ and S&P 500. Do you, is there such an equivalent here in Asia? Well, there's very few uh, tech giants in Asia. There are some in China, Taiwan, South Korea, but we don't have uh, this kind of NVIDIA uh, companies in Asia. And also you have to remember that uh, Chinese tech stock have uh, lost uh, favors of international investors because of the distrust uh, they have in the Chinese government around the crackdown over the previous year. So... Uh, clearly, uh, Asian equity indices are more focused on traditional uh, value sector, which have been out of favor, and, and that's why uh, Asia has underperformed in general uh, the U.S. Uh, then, is it at what point is it worth looking at? Let's say China stocks again. Of course, like you say, it's out of favor. There have been political, geopolitical tensions. Is it time to start bottom fishing? 
Uh, well, we have seen some uh, policy uh, announcement uh, yesterday in terms of monetary policy. So mm. that's a good uh, first step. Uh, the data out of the Lunar New Year have been quite uh, good in terms of uh, tourism spending. Uh, so there are positive signs, but uh, more more stimulus uh, needs to be done, and uh, it will be a fiscal stimulus rather than a, a monetary policy stimulus that is needed to increase uh, consumption again. That's right, because China slashed its key five-year lending rate by 25 basis points yesterday, right? Its largest cut since 2019. So. Do you, I mean, as you were saying just now, will this have really any effect, especially on the property sector? Well, it's a first good step to stimulate the sluggish demand for, for property in China, but more needs to be done also on the property side. And here, China is kind of in, in a difficult situation, but uh, because if we would uh, cut uh, interest rate further, I mean, this uh, will weaken the yuan. And you remember that the yuan has become kind of the currency of trading uh, between China and its uh, BRICS partner. So th this could push uh, China in a difficult situation as China wants to show its uh, trading partner among the BRICS that the yuan is a credible alternative to the US dollar. Okay, in the meantime, right, let's look at Japan because like I said earlier on, the stock market there is doing pretty well. It's up more than 14% on a year-to-date basis. Can this rally continue? Well, clearly, historically, Japanese multinational has benefited from a weaker yen uh, since they are mostly exporters. This trend uh, tends to to decrease uh, because uh, more and more they are relying on the ASEAN region. So we have to look at uh, the yen versus uh, ASEAN currencies rather than the yen against the dollar. Uh, clearly, Japan has been seen as an alternative uh, for investors who are looking uh, to value uh, stocks. And uh, Warren Buffett uh, last year uh, clearly made a big step in investing in Japan and so attract a lot of these uh, value investors with him. And Lauren, you know, just uh, last night, I think, Thailand Prime Minister Srita Tavisin asked the central bank to urgently hold an unscheduled meeting to cut interest rates, right? He's been on Twitter, on X, sorry, calling for the central bank governor to cut rates. Why is the Thai economy in such a crisis? Well, Thailand is uh, heavily relying on exports, uh, especially with its Asian trade partners. And I mean, the economy in ASEAN and in Japan has been weak over the past few quarters, so it was no surprise that export uh, came out uh, weaker than expected for the fourth quarter. Additionally, uh, tourism is the primary growth driver for the economy, but uh, it has failed to, to provide a substantial boost due to the cautious spending uh, that we have seen uh, by travelers. So, uh, the Bank of Thailand may consider a rate cut at its next meeting, uh, but uh, I think that uh, for a sustainable economic uh, recovery in, in Thailand, uh, the government uh, should focus on fiscal stimulus as well as on uh, mm. infrastructure uh, spending, which has been on the agenda of the new government.
All right, that was Laurent Lequeux, Independent Market Analyst, unpacking the developments taking place in Thailand, Japan, China, and also starting earlier on in the United States. Also, I think saying in Thailand, perhaps the, 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 the driver there is the fiscal policy, right, to kind of drive moving forward there. Yeah, but they just don't have the money. The government debt mm. is above 60%. Household debt is extremely high. I think it's above 80%, 90%. So the central bank governor has been quite cautious in terms of cutting rates because he doesn't really want to add fuel to the fire. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there's tensions between him and the prime minister who's taking a very populist approach mm. when it comes to bolstering the economy. He wants to have that digital wallet scheme, which I think currently is on, on a bit of a back burner because it, it, they would, it would require a certain uh, raising capital, raising funding, which I think the central bank governor is not keen on. Yeah. So let's watch this space, whether there really will be a... Uh, ad hoc monetary policy. I know because meeting. the scheduled cut was the scheduled meeting was in April, yeah. so he's asking for something much earlier. I mean, this tension between fiscal and monetary policy is also being played out in China because really the economic situation in Asia isn't that rosy. But I tell you what's rosy: the U.S. consumer seems to be doing pretty well, although there are warning signs ahead in the future because Walmart reported sales and profit for the fourth quarter exceeding expectations, and the re- retailer also announced it will buy smart TV maker Vizio for two, three billion dollars. Imagine that a retailer buying a TV maker. Yeah, I was a bit confused when I saw that story too. I was like, mm, why would they buy a TV maker? Do they want to be... I suppose they sell a lot of white goods in their store. So mm. this would be their own brand, right? But the point is Walmart has really weathered high inflation better than any other retailer. Total US comparable sales excluding fuel increased by 4%. Profit came in at $1.80 per share. Both exceeded estimates. Revenue rose 5.4% to $173.4 billion. Global e-commerce sales jumped 23%, wow. topping $100 billion in total. So what's happened is clearly Walmart, because they sell you know steady eddy products, they're not sexy enough. You know, they're, they're really consumer staples. They've done well. Yeah, so I guess it buffers from any exuberance that you see, right? So they're, they're not that kind of category where you splurge yourself, right? Where you go for that treat, where perhaps that's where you tighten when you go through a, a much more difficult, deeper situation. So maybe that's why they're a bit more resilient. But you know, on the point about the purchase of Vizio, apparently the intention there was to accelerate the retailer's advertising business called Walmart Connect and help the company and its advertisers to engage more with customers. It's a very interesting business model pivot because, of course, everybody wants to get into the advertising play because the margins are very much healthy. But how much heft and how much scale can you justify and command, right? I've seen mm. so many people, telcos and such, want to try and get into that space but you really must have enough scale and reach to justify being able to command that premium yeah and also so many other competitors also are vying for those eyeballs right uh, but walmart on a year-to-date basis is already up 11 and percent trading at 25 times uh, forward earnings now does a street like this name I would imagine so. I think the answer is yes. Wow, 37 yes. buys, 9 holes, just 1 sell. Consensus target price is 185 US dollars and 86 cents. During regular market hours, it was up $5.50 to 175 US dollars and 86 cents. I think we need to contrast this with another consumer play, which isn't doing so well, and that is Home Depot. It fell for the fifth straight quarter. No thanks to a drop in demand for house improvement due to high mortgage rates and a slowdown in construction because of the environment, people aren't buying houses, neither are they 
upgrading their homes either and like moving to new places. Yeah. Well, they did all that movement, I think, immediately post-pandemic, right? Comparable sales fell by 3.5%, slightly better than the 3.6% decline analysts were expecting. Net sales fell by 3%, while earnings per share came in at $2.82. So as you said, though, the average ticket price and consumer transactions have both declined. So really, uh, yeah, I think a yin and yang here when you compare that and contrast that with Walmart. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's going to be a challenging time for any of these companies which are focused on home renovation because that era clearly has come come to an end, right? Mm. I mean, you don't renovate your home all the time. Up next, we'll cover the top stories in newspapers and portals this morning. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.